Welcome to the Powerful Marketing Tips Podcast, created for overwhelmed business owners who want to build, run, and organize their marketing for good. And here's a brief overview of our guest. In today's episode, Mary Lease interviews Frank Agan, the president of Am Spirit Business Connection, an organization that empowers entrepreneurs, sales representatives, and professionals to become successful through networking. Frank is also the host of the Networking RX podcast, a weekly short-form podcast with insights and interviews related to building better business relationships. Frank has been a thought leader in business networking and professional relationships since 1997 and helps small businesses connect to the people, information, and opportunities that drive success. Listen to the interview to find out how social sciences play into professional relationships. Enjoy! I believe 100% that people are working with people, not with companies. And that is why I am so excited to talk about professional relationships today. I am, I am really honored to have this interview today with a thought leader in business networking and professional relationships since 1997. So I met Frank thanks to networking also a while ago and I really do admire Frank a lot and of course his work greatly and I am so happy to have him here with us today. Welcome Frank. Well thank you this is great. Um, we're in other parts of the world but we're right here together today. I know that's amazing. So Frank could you briefly walk us through your own journey please? Why and how did you start working with um, really building those relationships? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, uh, um, you know, I left high school when I left college, I kind of had this mindset that you just did well in school and you accumulated degrees and that would lead, to, you know, that would be the answer for you. And I, I found out that that really wasn't the answer because everybody can go to school and do well and get degrees. Um, but just to, I guess, to, to take you on the journey, I I live in uh, Columbus, Ohio, which is the central part of the United States. And I came here to go to law school. I'm not from here. I came here to go to law school a long time ago, 37 years ago. Um, and I got a, 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 law, a law degree and a master's in business from one of the large uh, universities, Ohio State University. And from there, I got a job in uh, a large firm being a tax consultant. I did a lot of taxes with large companies and foreign investors in the United States. And it was a good job and it was great pay. And people, most people would say, you're crazy for leaving that. But I didn't want to do taxes for the rest of my life. And I really had this entrepreneurial drive about me. So I left uh, after six years, I left and went into private practice. Uh, the private practice of law um, was an attorney. And I tell people that a funny thing happened to me when I went into the private, pra private practice of law. And the funny thing was that nothing happened. I had no idea how to get clients. <laughs> um, and that's the big challenge. That's the challenge you solve for all your clients is helping them get business. And it's a, it's a little bit tricky. But, you know, they don't teach you these things in school, number one. They don't teach you these things when you're in the big firms. And it's a little bit tricky as an attorney in the United States because we have certain rules, ethical boundaries that attorneys need to follow. And you're not supposed to call people. You can't call a client. You can't cold call people. Mm -hmm, you can't, mm -hmm. you can't do those sorts of things. So how are you supposed to meet people? This is 1995. There's no internet. There's, you know, there's nothing 
you know, there's no game plan. There's nothing. And so I had lunch one day with a friend and I asked her, I said, what, what do I need to do to be successful? I'm definitely afraid of failing. I don't want to go back and take, you know, work in, in, in that environment. Not that it was bad. I mean, money's fine, you know, but I, I want to be happy. I want to have a, I want to, I want to feel good about my work. And she said, I needed, needed to get into a tips club or a leads group. Well, I really had no idea what she was talking about, but there are organizations out there like BNI that bring together entrepreneurs, sales reps, professionals on a weekly basis. Um, and there is, was a group here in town. It was based out of Pittsburgh, which is three hours to the east of us. And I visited a group and immediately made total sense. I mean, Marlies, I can, I can promote you like crazy and feel good about it. Um, and I do feel good about it. I, I love your work. I love what you're doing. I love telling people about you. You know, she's amazing. Um, and I go home and I feel good about doing that. If I self-promote for five minutes, I'm exhausted. I don't want to do that. It doesn't feel good, right? Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing about these groups is, is that it's all about helping other people. And I'm going to help all the other people here in the room, and I'm going to trust that it's going to come back to me. And that's the true essence of networking. So I really that really resonated with me. I really wanted to kind of you know, be a part of this. Um, I got really involved. And to make a long story short, I had an opportunity one day to buy the company, and I did. Um, and that's what really set me on this journey. I stopped practicing law um, and became really what I call a student of networking, really trying to understand why why us humans have relationships and it's you know certainly professional relationships but it's personal relationships too why did some of these why do some personal relationships just just jive and others struggle and the same thing with business you know why do people love working for certain people and other people in the same industry hate their jobs um and really started looking into that and looking into the science of it so that's you know really kind of my journey mm-hmm. I love this. I, I, I really enjoy your passion around this topic. You, you make it sound so natural, you know, and, and th- that's why I can see that you enjoy what you're doing. It's, it's you're being authentic and transparent. And uh, that's, that's amazing, Frank. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, it, it, thank you. But the reality is, is that we're, we're born to have relationships. Mm-hmm. People, people overthink it too much. It's certainly in business. Oh, geez, I don't know. I don't know what I should be doing in business. And I always tell people, look at your personal relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, look at how you treat your kids and how you treat your spouse. You know, those are, you know, you care about them. You appreciate them. You love them. Well, do that with the people around you and it, it'll all work. Um, but people, well, you need to, I need to do a sale. I need to close business. Yeah, you do. But if you really appreciate people and love them um, and go the extra mile for them beyond what it is you sell, they'll want to do business with you. They'll want to refer you people. Uh, and it's, it's a little longer approach, but it really has lasting value. I love this comparison. It's so easy, you know, at the same time. And uh, I can I can so and I can really understand that. So yeah. I, I also uh, took this word overthinking here. I think that's that's what we do, right? A lot mm-hmm. in, in business. And as you said, in, inside our families, we are building those relationships before we need them, you know, because we just want to do that. 
should we do the same professionally? Is that what you are saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, absolutely we should be doing those sorts of things and 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 finding ways, finding ways that we can, you know, we can help other people. Um, and it's not necessarily the types of things that we're selling. So you you know, there might be people who are prospective clients for you or the listener, and you know, you get to know those people. And we live in a wonderful time because you can get on LinkedIn and you can learn about people. You can mm -hmm. see the types of things that they're doing. You can see where they went to college. Um, you get on Facebook, you can see the fact that they have kids, you know, um, and you can start to, you know, you can start weaving those things in, into the conversation. Um, you inter I interviewed you on my podcast. You, you know, you're married, you got two kids, you have a cat and a turtle, right? I mean, I, and I remember that about you. Um, and when I was telling my wife about you, I said, yeah, they went to Spain, they brought their cat and their turtle and, um, which to me is just, you know, so adventurous. Um, but, you know, knowing those things about you and remembering those things about you, you know, and as I learn more, not just you, but everybody, I can bring those things back into the conversation. So you're looking on Facebook and you see that somebody who's potentially a business part or a business client, that their son graduated college. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just sending a note saying, hey, I see your son graduated. That must be a great feeling. Yeah, that's all. That's all you need to do. And all of a sudden they know that you care about them. Um, and you have to be genuine about it. But those things sort of build over time, and we are we are just hardwired to to react to those sorts of things in a in a positive way, and that's really the the science or the psychology of of relationships, and we've we have been having them for eons. Mm -hmm. So this uh, science really plays a big role here. I know you talk about that a lot. So let's let's try to go very practical. You just uh, gave very good hint, you know, that uh, all of those little things that you do there. But let's, let's imagine that um, somebody is out there and, uh, you know, going to a networking event or somewhere and they are now thinking, okay, where should I start, start really? Because there is this small talk you should do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great jumping off point. I, I like to tell us, uh, I like to talk about a study that was done in Poland. And what they did was they put a young woman on the street. Um, and, and, um, and she was to approach 100 other women, and they just, you know, women on women, you know, take away all the, you know, sexual attraction, all that stuff. And she would go up to a, um, 50 of the women, this is all done at random. She'd go up to 50 of the women and she would say, would you buy a candle from me? That's all she would say. Okay. And they would either yes or no. And then she would go up to another 50 and this is all done at random, right? You know, mm -hmm. um, and she would say, how's your day? And the person would respond. I'm having a great day or oh, I'm having a bad day. And this researcher then would, would respond in kind. I'm happy you're having a great day. Would you buy a candle from me? Or I'm sorry that you're having a bad day. Would you buy a candle from me? That would be it. Well, in the control, the first portion where it was, would you just buy a candle from me? That's all she asked. She sold three out of 50 candles. Mm -hmm. 
That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. In the second one where she asked how they were doing and they had a little bit of a conversation. It's mm-hmm. the smallest small talk conversation you can absolutely have. Right. Can't get any smaller than that. She sold 11. 11. Out of yeah, so it's almost a, yeah, it's almost a fourfold increase. Wow. Yeah. So they went in the, in the study and they kind of talked about what's going on and what's it, it's, this is our brains. And our brains are powerful things and they do wonderful things, lots of wonderful things. It runs our whole body. One of the things it does is this thing called heuristic processing. And what heuristic processing is really a fancy term for it, it, it looks for, it creates shortcuts. And one of the most, one of the, one of the most important things we do as humans is determine whether we trust other humans, right? Mm-hmm. You don't trust somebody, you don't get in the car with them, you know? And so we're always looking for signals or identifiers or things happening in our world where we can trust somebody. You know, somebody's dressed funny. um, We might not be trusting of them. Somebody's giving us a mean look. We might not be trusting of Mm -hmm, them. mm -hmm. But when we have these small talk conversations with people. It's puts it creates signals in the brain to say you can trust this person. This person asked how I was doing. I need to trust them. I'll buy a candle. It's not really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just a clear indication, uh, you know, just the science of the power of small talk. And people always ask, well, what should I be talking about in small talk? The reality is the small talk is about getting the other person talking and you listening mm-hmm. and whatever that is. You have a cat and a turtle. How did you bring those to Spain? You know, I can't even bring an orange from one state to another state. How did you make that happen? Well, you're going to have a whole story on that. I'm going to sit and listen. I'm going to be genuinely interested. And in doing that, we're going to sort of develop a relationship. And ultimately, does it turn into business right away? No, but you're going to know me, like me and trust me that much better and you'll be on the lookout for opportunities for me because you know I'm in- interested in helping you. And that's how it all happens. I love it. That's so, it's it's so easy, right? But I know it's it's not so easy actually to do that. So if you just uh, keep in mind that, you know, you should, you should ask for questions uh, that, um, that would help other people to tell about themselves to you, then it's, it is almost, um, I would say you can do that, right? Even if you say yeah. you're not a networking person or somebody who likes to have this small talk, okay? Yeah, my advice to people is to have a handful of questions always ready. Mm. You know, the one question I, you know, where I live, a lot of people have moved from other parts of the country here. So one of the questions I always have for people is, are you from here? And it's generally no. Where are you from? How did you get here? And there's a story. And with that story, it kicks it off into a hundred different places. Um, mm-hmm. So I just use those sorts of, you know, those sorts of questions, really simple, you know, Hey, what do you think of this coffee? Do you come here often? Um, and just let it go from there. Yeah. But do you have any good advice, you know, for people who are too nervous <laughs> when they go uh, in? Um, well, yeah, my advice for people who are nervous going in is I, I call it the um, I call it the cloak of invincibility, not invisibility, invincibility, meaning you're powerful and you're strong. And we all, you know, 
as humans, we as humans, we developed on this planet in tribes or clans of about 150. And there's science behind that. We won't get into it. And in your lifetime, you chances are you never saw somebody from another tribe. And when you did, it generally wasn't a good thing. And so we are naturally wary of strangers. But we live in a we live in a in a civilized, grown-up world and we see strangers all the time. But our brains are still wary of strangers. And so that's why we have this aversion to going to network mm -hmm. events. Mm -hmm. I'm Mr. Network. I network with everybody. But I will tell you that when I go into a networking event, I'm nervous. I don't believe you. I'm sorry. I am. Sorry. Oh, I, no, I, I'm, I, I'm nervous. I, it, it's, I can feel it. I can feel my body telling me, you know what? You have other things you could be doing. You don't need to be doing this. Um, but, I, but what I do is I get out of the car and I just kind of tell myself, you know what? I am here to help somebody. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm here. That's my cloak of invincibility. Nobody is not going to want me here because I am here to help people. And I tell myself that story and I walk in, you know, shoulders back, standing as tall as I can. Um, and what the reason people have an aversion of going in is, is they are putting on this, you know, they're putting on, uh, they have their hat in their hand looking for something. Mm -hmm. I'm here to get something mm -hmm. and I might be rejected. And if you're looking to get something, you might be rejected. But if you go in with, I'm going to try and find people to help. I'm going to try and make some introductions. I'm going to connect with, I'm going to reconnect with Marlise and find out how that turtle's doing, you know, right? Or whatever, it, how are your kids or whatever the story, you know, what's your husband up to? Um, and I'm going to find out, you know, what things you're working on. And, you know, there's somebody over here that I know you don't know, and I want you to meet them. Um, so that's what I call the cloak of invincibility cloak of invincibility love it so i'm pretty sure that our listeners didn't know that i have a turtle at home and the cat they so know now <laughs> they know now but i wanted to say that um, when um, it really reminds me this saying by rory baden i think it was that it's hard to be nervous when your heart is in service yep there you go i love it yep same here this is really what I heard when you were speaking. And, and you yeah. know, when, when I said, I don't believe you, it's uh, because I feel like it's so natural for you. Maybe you're just a little excited because, you know, it, it happens again. But you have done this for decades, let's be honest. Yeah. So tell me, what are, the, what are the mistakes people are doing here? Is it the, and I'm, I'm only talking about those small talks here again. I, I assume that there still are some percentage of people who who start with, you know, talking about this is who I am and this is why, why I'm here for and I want to have, I don't know, this business. <laughs> right. So, but are there any other like things that you should you should avoid well, when you're talking, you know, with, with it, strangers? Yeah, I mean it's all um, I mean it's all kind of interrelated. And I when I go to networking events. And I know a lot of really good networkers when we're at networking events, we don't talk about business at all. Mm -hmm. It's really about developing a relationship. Yeah. I want to find out, okay. Yeah. You know, you're, you've got a marketing business, you know, okay, great. Yeah. I want to know those things. Mm -hmm. um, but really don't get into it a whole lot. And it, my way of thinking is this, and, and most, you know, most conversations 
are going to last 15 to 20 minutes and then you're wanting to move on. You exchange business cards and agree to talk later. And if it's not meant to be, then you need to move on sooner rather than later. But if it is meant to be, it's not going to be limited to one conversation, right? I mean, it's again, let's go back to the dating, right? You're married, you know, you dated your husband for the first time, you know, he asked you out or you asked him out or whatever happened. Um, and it was going on to the next, you know, to another date and then another date and another date. I'm sure you've had other relationships where it was a first date and that was the last date, right? It was the first, it was the last. Um, and if you kind of know when you're on that date and you know, you know what, this really isn't going anywhere. I'm not feeling it. They're not my type, whatever it is. You just want to go home. Right. And, but if you, you know, but with your husband, it's like, you know what, kind of like this guy. Um, you know what, I want to spend more time with him. You're going to call me tomorrow. When are we going to go? Let's go have coffee. Let's go, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of the same thing in, in networking. So you don't have, you know, you didn't, you didn't date your husband and get married the next day. Right. Um, yeah. And so it was kind of this courtship and it's the same thing with our networks is that we know it's just sort of this courtship and you get to know about them and, you know, okay, where are you from? And, you know, then you kind of go look up, Oh, I didn't realize that you went to this university. Um, let's have a talk about that because I have a good friend that went there, or maybe I went there. Um, there's a guy that I have been uh, doing a lot of networking with. We went to high school together and it was a small high school in a state way, way up north um, and just happened to reconnect. We didn't even hang out in high school. We just kind of knew of each other. Um, you know, so the other thing with respect to networking is don't feel like, you, you know, you don't need to talk to everybody in the room. There's a there's a woman. Um, her name is uh, Berta Medina. Hopefully she's on. Uh, get a chance for you to meet her at some point. Um, but she has a saying she wrote about it in her book. She says, when I go to a networking event and there are five people, I bring five business cards. When I go to a networking event and there's a hundred people, I bring five business cards. Mm-hmm. And that's her way of saying, you know what, I'm not going to be talking to any more than five people because we can't you know, we can't hang on to all that information. And when you, 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 you've probably had these days where you've had phone call after phone or Zoom after Zoom after Zoom, and you go home and your husband's saying, hey, how was your day? What happened? You can't remember because it's all melding together. I mean, eventually you sort it out, but there's just so much information in your head. And that's what Berta says is like, you know, listen, just, you know, you, you can only eat so much at a sitting. Right. Mm-hmm. So eat a little bit at the networking event and then come back to another event, eat a little bit more. So quality over quantity for sure. Yep. Another thing uh, it re- reminds me now when I'm hearing you is, you know, when you're when you're hiring somebody, you should also hire slowly and fire quickly. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Same goes here. <laughs> right. So let's talk about uh, building those uh, uh, relationships and have or or even building an effective network around you so you go to those networking events and you grab those five business cards you know you're you're being there asking all of the right questions using your two years and your one month <laughs> so what's next um yeah i mean 
the networking event is really just to kind of establish the relationship or to reconnect. Mm -hmm. And then there's the, you know, the one-on-one you go out to have coffee or maybe you have a zoom. Um, And that's where you really start digging into, okay, tell me about yourself. I really want to understand all the things that you do. I want to understand all the ways that I can help you. Um, And if you're willing to do that, they're going to turn the table on you. They're going to say, well, I want to help you too. Because as humans, we're hardwired, we're, we're hardwired to have to re- reciprocate with one another. And most people are not comfortable with somebody just helping them and helping them and helping them. They want to feel like they're contributing to the relationship. Um, and so if you ask people, you know, if, if you, I mean, you ask somebody their favorite song and then they'll ask you what your favorite song is. We kind of mimic each other. You know, <laughs> you smile, they'll smile. And that's just how our brains are wired. So you start asking about their business. How, what are some ways I can help you? Most people are not going to walk away from that without saying, well, how can I help you? So you have that conversation and then you just kind of get a sense as to are people genuine? Or are they not? Some people, some people will ask how they can help you and it's just lip service. Um, some people will, uh, you know, some people will respond better than others. You know, you just kind of get a sense. You know, again, back to the dating, you had first dates that didn't go to a second date. You had second, third dates that, you know, maybe you dated other people. It just wasn't going to work out, you know, and it's kind of the same thing. Obviously, in dating, you you ultimately settled on one person and, and that's great. Um, in business, obviously, you're trying to get lots of clients and lots of strategic partners, but it's kind of the same sort of philosophy. You know, it's just we're going to get to know each other, get to know each other a little more, um, follow up. You know, you said you were interested in this. I found this article. Um, I don't know if you saw it. I want to share this with you. Um, or you're looking for this. Here's a list of names. And you just try and find ways to add value to people. Mm-hmm. And you have added this value for decades, you know, for through your, your own networking um, events. And, um, and you, have, you have weekly gatherings, right? Yeah, I mean, in the uh, AmSpirit Business Connections organization, there are weekly meetings um, and I have other gatherings of, you know, different types of people, nonprofit organizations, charity organizations. I do something every month with a group of those. And um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm always trying to find people to connect to other people. Mm-hmm. But can, can you give us some tips here? Why is it good to have your own networking? Little groups, maybe, and uh, how to... How to really, you know, host them or or be a great uh, great host there? Because yeah, I, I'm being honest with you here. I'm I'm actually asking those tips for myself. You know, I run a mastermind club, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. I, you know the 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 key to keeping groups together is is certainly consistency. Mm-hmm. Um. Doing you know running a similar cadence, and you do that with your mastermind. You mm-hmm. you if so similar cadence. Um, and, and that's important so people can know what to expect. Mm-hmm. If something's different every time, the, you know, they're, you know, it, they're just not trusting of it. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is ensuring that there's value there. Mm-hmm. You know, people are getting value. That there's a reason why they're there. Um, and it can, that value can come in a lot of different ways. It can come in, hey, I'm meeting lots of new people. It can come in the form of, hey, I'm getting referrals. It can come in the form of, 
there's a lot of unique information, you know, tips. You put it, you, you put out your podcast, you put out a lot of great tips, you know, those sorts of things. I'm here because every time I show up, I get a great tip. Um, and that helps me in my business. And it's maybe it may be not from you, but it might be from someone else. Yeah, that's that's a great thing. I think it's uh, we should always work on giving value to others, right? And then yeah. those people want to stick around, really. Yep. So, but let's assume I want to now build my own network and you know start being consistently and coming together and with whom and how should I connect with? Because it is not so easy to start with, you know, building your network if you if you haven't done this, you know, should I connect with all my, I don't know, Facebook friends or LinkedIn connections? How should, how should you start building your own network? Well, it's, I, I would start network. with- I'm sorry, active network, yes. Yeah, I mean, I would- have start... those connections, right? But we are not so active, so. Yeah. I mean, no, that's fine. I, I would start with, uh, I would start with the people you want to be with. Um, and in, in my organization, I always tell people every group starts with one, you know, it starts with you saying, I want to do a group. And then in you reaching out to somebody else and saying, you know, what, I want to do a group and here's my vision for what this group is. It's we're getting together once a month or we're getting, getting together once a week. Um, and we're going to kind of follow this format and we're going to learn about each other and we're going to try and help each other. And I, I, the reason I'm talking to you is because I think you're a wonderful individual and I think that we could be doing a lot more business together. We could be referring lots of business back and forth. Um, who else do you think we should invite? What other types of people? Um, and they're going to have parts of their network that they can share. And you're going to have other parts of your network that you can share. The other thing I would probably do is, is think about categories of, um, or, or professions to have in, you know, Hey, I would really like to, you know, you're marketing type person. I would really like to have somebody who's really good with graphics because I would like to have somebody that I can really trust who's doing graphics type stuff um, because I have clients that need graphics, number one, but they're going to have clients that need graphics, but also really need the bigger picture marketing stuff as well. So that would be a good person for me. Um, and you might have somebody in mind or the other person might have somebody in mind. And then when you bring the third person in or the fourth person in, you just keep, you keep reiterating, this is what we're building. This, you know, the, this is the culture we're going to have in here. We're going to have a culture that we care about each other. And we want people who come in that care about each other, where they have this mindset of helping other people. And you should walk the talk really yourself first. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Of course. Of course. So I, I also see that there are building communities are free, let's say trending right now, you know, yep. you have so many of those. So it seems like harder and harder every day, you know, to to, breathe, to really put yourself out there and to be this uh, place where people decide to invest their time. Or how do you see that? Because there are so many opportunities, especially now uh, when, you know, we have moved uh, in a virtual world, really. Yeah. No, I've certainly noticed that, that there are a lot of, it, there are, 
there are a lot of people who are putting together groups. Um, and the reason for that is, is that the barrier to entry, the barrier, you know, what it costs to have a group is nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a group and this is what we're going to do. Um, my advice, certainly the advice I have followed is I just stay the course. You know, this is the group I have. This is how it operates. Um, like the group, one of the, the group I run every, the, the second Wednesday of every month, 7 p.m. Eastern, um, is I, I turn it on, I turn the Zoom on at 6.30 so people can come in and network ahead of time. And we have a lot of fun, people talking, catching up. We kick it off at seven o'clock. I do a short little presentation. Um, and then we break into breakout rooms. Um, and those breakout rooms, they it's generally everybody sharing about themselves. And, and then we usually have like an icebreaker question for them as well, but that takes them to the top of the hour. It takes them to eight o'clock. Every six or seven people, it's going to take them long, that long for everybody to share about Here's my business. This is what I'm doing. Here's what I really working on and need help on right now. And other people will chime in. You should do this. You should talk to this person. Let me introduce you to that person. Um, So that's really the structure. And I stick with that structure. And I've had people say, hey, let's try something new. We should do different things every week. It's like, no, I'm sticking with this structure because it's to change takes a lot of work. And when you change, you're not as good as you could be. And so I stick with that structure. Other people do do different things. That's their thing. This is what this is. Um, and I find that I have lots of people, you know, coming back. I'm, I've had people who've, I've been doing it for 24 months. I've had people who've been there every time. And they say, this is the only one I do because I like the format. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the other lesson is, is that whatever you come up with is not going to be for everybody. And you'll have people who will opt in and you'll have people who will opt out. And but the people who resonate with what you're trying to do will continue to build. And, you know, maybe if you you know, for me, like every month, if there's one person who really buys into it, those start to accumulate over time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and next thing you know, you have 30 people who are. Can't live without it sort of people. Um, and then you can count on those 30 people. I think it just answered my next question because I wanted to ask what's your secret really? <laughs> because okay. you have been in, in this in this building relationships really of you know decades, right? And uh, and you're running this very very successful virtual groups as well. So I suppose you answered already, or maybe you want to add something. <laughs> no, I think that's you know, I mean I think it really comes down to you know, it comes down to adding value. Um, you know, again, as I indicated before, we developed as humans in tribes or groups of, you know, 150. And to be in those groups, you had to contribute. You, you know, there was no welfare system. You had to contribute. And, mm-hmm. and if you didn't contribute, you were ostracized. You were kicked out of the group. And to be kicked out of a group was a death sentence because you couldn't survive on your own in those times. Um, and so as humans, we're kind of hardwired to look around and look for people who are adding value. Mm-hmm. And so you want to be somebody who adds value because people look for that. Even if they don't need the value, they're looking to see, okay, Mara Lise is somebody who's contributing good to the world. I need to have her around me, even though the good she's contributing 
doesn't benefit me, but she's surrounding herself with other good people. And I want to be part of that. So, that, I mean, that's, you know, I, I don't know if it's a secret. It's, uh, well, I guess it is because people don't, you know, people, uh, not everybody really understands it, but it's just human nature. It's common sense. It's just not common practice. And as we said early on, people start to overthink it, right? Maybe I should do this. You know, maybe I should have flashy business cards or be really gregarious and outgoing. Um, and it's, you know, those things are superficial. And I agree with you. We haven't had this discussion earlier with you, you know, around how to really run this effective groups, but I have run uh, our mastermind now, I think 14 months. And uh, I have always uh, even said out it loud that we are here to inspire, uh, connect and support each other. So this is this is the value we provide and we always uh, have the same structure. And, and uh, I can see how it really works. You know, at first, of course, there, there wasn't, there, we didn't have so many, let's say, loyal people who would come back there but but now i can already pretty much know who will be there yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah i i can i can totally relate to that here so i'm glad we have you know i i kind of randomly <laughs> followed your instructions <laughs> back then already so i could talk to you hours i know that uh, i always enjoy those uh, chats with you here and uh, but, but today I would love to, to wrap it up somehow before we go to the, to the song and a quote I ask you to comment on. So what would you say to, to wrap it up to, to those business owners, you know, who think that, okay, I should build those relationships. I should work with that, but I don't know. It's not my thing, maybe. Well, what, what I tell people is this. I get this question all the time and my answer is pretty consistent. And I, you know, you're in Estonia, I'm in the United States. I assume people are people and these things are, are, are very similar. But I tell people, find something that you're passionate about. What do you care about? Poverty, hunger, you know, literacy. Find something you're really passionate about and go find somewhere to volunteer. Because if you go to that place to go volunteer, you're not going to do it alone. You're going to be doing it with other people who share your passion. They're coming out of their little corner of the world to volunteer, to help the same cause you're helping. And with that, two things happen. The people you're volunteering with know that you're just a genuine good person and they will find out, they will learn what you're about. They'll ask, Marlies, what, well, what do you do? It's great being here with you, but what do you do? And you can say, well, this is what I do. Oh, you know, my husband or my wife or, you know, my friend does that. Would, you, would that be a good client for you? Um, but the other thing that'll happen is, is that other people will see that you're volunteering. And, you know, you may say, you know, I want to, I'm passionate about pet charities, you know, you know, pet adoption. Um, someone might not care about that at all, but the fact that you're involved speaks volumes about you. Again, we're looking for people who are committed to society um, and they'll say, wow, she's, She's got to be okay because she does this with her time. She gives to other people. So that's always my uh, my advice. Find something you're passionate about and volunteer. That's very good. Follow your passion. So, and how should or where should people now follow you? Because I'm sure our listeners want to 
want to see what you're doing and uh, maybe even reach out to you. Yeah, the best place to learn uh, about me, I have a website, frankagan.com, lists all my books, uh, lists my podcasts, lists um, things I'm involved with, lists my organization, um, has my email, has my LinkedIn. Um, I'm happy to connect with people, help if I can. And I know you you are the master of connecting people, so... Everybody who listens to these episodes, make sure you connect with Frank for sure. And now, last but not the least, please share and comment on the beforehand shared song and a quote that inspires you to take action. So, you, well, the song that I the song that I gave you um, was uh, it's called "Empress of Light." Um, it's a song by a gentleman by the name of Matthias Pumala. He's actually Finnish. I've found out, um, but the yeah, right across the pond from you there. Um, um, I like to listen to movie background music. I, I, I've got a playlist and, and when I write it, there's no lyrics. And that just happens to be a song that uh, I was putting together a video for my daughter. Um, and it just, I really love the song. And uh, so that's kind of my song. Um, I bought it. I paid a dollar on Amazon to buy the song. I know my kids joke with me because I don't own any other music, but I'm like, I, I want to own this song. Um, and uh, you have comment on that? Yes, thank you. I just wanted to say thank you for you know introducing me to the finished music from you. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he, uh, he, I didn't know about him earlier. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, look him up. Uh, so I, um, and, uh, my quote, um, my quote is never forget your greatest day is yet to come. And it's, it's something I wrote in my first book. I dedicated my first book to my kids and I, I constantly remind them that you need to strive hard. Um, but no matter but no matter what you accomplish, you need to kind of quickly put that aside and move on to the next thing. And uh, it's come up quite a few times. My kids are big soccer players and they've uh, they, they won uh, state championships, which are like a really big deal here. And um, when they did, I told them, I said, your greatest day is yet to come. Don't don't have that be it. Right. Mm-hmm. Move on to the next thing and have another accomplishment. So never forget your greatest day is yet to come. That is so powerful, Frank. I really do appreciate you. So thank you. I appreciate, you know, all the work you have done. And thank you for sharing your thoughts with our listeners listeners here today. And keep on, you know, doing the great work with building those relationships. Thank you. That's all we've got for this episode of the Powerful Marketing Tips podcast. Make sure to link up with us at our free monthly international mastermind event. Just go to powerful-marketers.com forward slash mastermind for registration. And one thing that would really help us and other new potential listeners is if you would rate this show and leave a comment wherever you tune in to listen. Until next time, take care.